G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. Uh, special Mother's Day, um, 2020. I wanted to do something different, man. Uh, Is this a special Mother's Day? Yeah, like it's the first Mother's Day. Folks ain't going to church. There's no like special. <laughs> oh, that is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, oh. like <sighs> restaurants are gonna be free and empty. Like that's this is ridiculous. No reservations. You know, so this is definitely a. I mean, interesting. salute to 
all the moms who are a listening and b shout out everyone that yo <laughs> you ever roll into well obviously you probably haven't because you still have to celebrate these things but like you ever roll into a um Restaurant on Mother's Day and forget it's Mother's Day. No, <laughs> and that should be Pat. So, like, like I said, you still gotta celebrate these things. So, like, I don't. So, <laughs> I've done that. I think I went to IHOP one time. I'm just joint, and then I was like, "Why is the line so long?" And then someone was like, "It's Mother's Day," and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> Completely off guard. Yeah, that's that's you, I guess. Again, you don't quote unquote celebrate it, and and the reason why. Rob or I don't celebrate it. Uh, we've both lost our mothers. Um, what year did you lose your mom? 2013? Or was it 2012? 2013? I was 20. Oh, yeah, it was 2013. I was right. Yeah. And mine's 2010. Uh, so I just, we just wanted, I wanted us to give a different perspective. Um, my co host is Rob, Bobby G. I'm Jarrell. Oh. And, and yeah, man. Um, I guess I'll, I actually have an open conversation like, what does your mom mean to you? Because you don't really talk about your mom that much. Uh, yeah, nah, because I think, I mean, I had a different childhood than most, you know what I'm saying? I was one of the niggas on my block that had a dad and no mom, so like, it was weird. <laughs> but yeah, nah, um, my mom was just, my mom was cool, like, she didn't take no shit from me though like even as a kid like I couldn't talk back to her she like she might have beat me twice in my life (laughs) oh man I remember one time I was hanging on the refrigerator you know know, like the freezer part like you open it they got like the little rack I guess yeah yeah, I was hanging on that, and she just came to kiss and was like, "Fam, like, what are you doing?" And then she just beat me because like, I was wild. But like, yeah, no, I mean, she was. I'll tell you this: like, the conversation I had with her before she passed was probably a top five conversation I've had in my life. Like, most necessary things. Like, she's she was dope. Do you want to expound on that conversation or just let it be for what it was? I mean, I could tell you the whole instance of it. Um, I was on a bus with my dad. <clears throat> we rode past this joint. Just one random time, and my dad goes, you know, your mom stays over there. I hadn't seen my mom since I was 10. So at the time, I was like 19. So I was like, <clears throat> whatever. And like, and then like, you know, we was on the bus. And I said, yo, I should go see her. And he's like, all right, I'll take you to see her. So it was just a thing, right? And uh, we, so we go there. I'm like, was it the next day or the next week? It was one of those two. Um, you know, time was distorted in my mind. Um, and as we're getting there, I'm like, yo, I bet you she won't even like recognize me because like I hadn't seen her in like nine years. And the last time I saw her was just a random time. Like when I was ten, like she was on the couch in my apartment. I came home and then like I walked past her and I was like, "Hi, mom!" And I'm about to go to my room and then I'm like, "Wait, why is my mom sitting on my couch?" And then like that was great. But like, yeah. Um, so uh, when I see her, she's like, "Hey!" And then my dad goes like, "Yo, I got a visitor for you." And I come in there and she thinks I'm Sean. And like we literally go on for like a minute before me convincing her like, "No," like I'm like. <laughs> This is Bobby, your youngest one, you know? Like, I, other people see, like, I, I think other people see that we look alike, but, like, me and Sean definitely play. No, we don't. 
Y'all look alike. Y'all just different color skin tones. Like, I don't see it at all. We we don't see it, but, like, everybody else apparently does. Like, I had a girl stop the car. Literally. We was walking up to the Popeyes, you know, in Kitwear, mm-hmm. near the Maxway, and a girl stops the car, and her and her friend, she's like, yo, are y'all brothers? And we're like, yeah. <clears throat> she's like, I can tell. Literally. I was like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so, like, yeah, we should have got that ass, though. But, uh, hey. <laughs> yeah, um... So we get so after a week, I convinced her I'm Bobby, right? Yeah, we just we got there. It might have been like ten in the morning or so. Like it was light outside. I left probably six or so p.m. Like we just had a long conversation. Like I had all my feelings of like not seeing her. Like the closure. Like when people talk about closure, like that was something I needed. So I, I'm thankful for that conversation. That was like a year before she passed, actually. So is you know, again, I've never really in, asked you questions about your mom. Like, do you know why she left? If you get into your nine years, do you know? Or my you mom. Share? My mom was. Uh, she was. She was a soft spirit. I would say, like that's why I picked up on it. Like she was kind of like me in the sense, like she would just like. If she could go around the problem without going through it, she would. So, like, you know, like, especially in this day and age, we talk about, like, toxic, you know, toxic people. They were like, my, I always tell people, like, my dad's like a, a 75 out of 100 dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing crazy. Like, all the stories I hear about other people, like, getting touched by their parents or shit like that. Like, thank God that's never happened to me. So, like, my dad was cool. You know what I'm saying? I had good days as a kid. But, like, when you talk about, like, a toxic dad, like, as far as, like, Verbally, like he wasn't like abusive, like you ain't shit. Like he never told me I want shit or nothing like that. But like you know, he was an aggressive, verbally person. You know what I'm saying like he was a guy who could scream at you without noticing he's screaming at you. So like I think that catered to like him just being like he's just a toxic guy sometimes. So and that just was too much for her. So like. Yeah, like, I never thought it was, I, yeah, I was never one of those kids that was like, ah, we the reason she left. Like, nah, I was never one of them kids. And when I talked to her, like, she, she confirmed that, like, it was just too much for her. Like, like, one of her biggest regrets, like, she just never thought she would, like, lose us in the process. Like, even though the separation wasn't what it was, she just never thought, like, the connection would be severed as much as it was. So I was like, yeah, it was cool. That's interesting. I've never asked you stuff about your mom. Like, I kind of just let it be. So, this is kind of cool, like, new information. I'm an open book, man. Sometimes. If you remember, <laughs> he's an open book that has to remember. I always remember. I just tell people I don't. So, it's easier to avoid certain conversations. It's not unnecessary. It's easier for them than for me to tell you to mind your business. And not you, per se. Yeah, I know. But other people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Other people, I just be like, nah, I don't even know what you're talking about. So, it's like, just keeps it going. But, like, yeah. That's that's pretty interesting. Um, I think for me, for those who may not know, I lost my mom to uh, breast cancer. And so were you in high school? So you were still in high school? Yeah, it was a month, not even a month before senior year. Oh man. Yeah. So how that? So how that affect you? And Um, like your school, your school. It it definitely. I was a lot more like to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, you know, you take the senior pictures your junior year, 
So she was with me when I took my pictures. Um, you know, summer, you know, she passed July 25th. And, uh, I remember I was in AP. Like, I had AP, uh, computer science and I had AP English. What? Uh, as a junior? No, as a senior. Like, but you know, oh. you, you have, like, the little package you gotta take. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, um, talking with uh with donovan i remember because i called him because I, I called on my friends to let them know what happened and mm. he thought i was calling about like ap work because he needed help too and i was like i wanted to be like bro Yo, that's so crazy when you think about who we are now to <laughs> yeah crazy. that's that's a conversation <laughs> for another day though yeah and uh i, I almost like kind of lost it but not on him just like AP bump AP man but I would say senior year I definitely um cause I still had a chance to be like an intern or whatever mm-hmm. I remember like interns they would have those half days <clears throat> yeah excuse me but I I really went with that I was kinda on the fence in general even before um my mom passed my mom was like you know do what's best for you but I was kinda leaning towards like man I don't really wanna do this like for my for my life I wanted to get more into, you know, communications and, and sports. And she kind of, like, believed in that. And I was kind of like, nah, I don't really want to do this intern. Like, granted, I'm just going to complete science and tech, but I don't want to do the co-op and, and do all this because it's not going to really do anything for me long term. So you didn't complete science and tech? No, I did. But okay. I, I had the option to do the half day. And, uh, you know, I had the little research practicum, my little RP, uh-huh. and have find the co-op and all that. But I was really oh, okay. trying to do that to go to that whole engineering track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so okay. between that, I remember uh, we had like a senior day, like to to welcome us as seniors, and we you know we got dressed up. Um, my dad came. It was dad and myself. Uh, it was a nice. It was a nice ceremony. Then mm-hmm. afterwards, people would like stand and take pictures, and you know everyone was hyped because it's like, oh, we're seniors now. I just looked at dad. I was like, man, I just want to go home. Like my mom not here, you know. Like this is something that I wanted. I wanted to share. You know, I knew my graduation was gonna be a big moment mm-hmm. for the family, and I knew like a lot of my mom's side was all gonna be there to represent. But that caused like a, a big division and. That that school year was just, it was pretty it was pretty tough. Like I kind of just felt like a loner. Like the friends mm-hmm. that I had, I wasn't clicked up with anybody. It was just it was me. I was on my own doing my own thing. And uh, yeah, so senior year was was very interesting to say the least. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um. So I guess I want to ask you like. I think you you've told me a couple of times. Like talk talk to me about when you learned that she had passed. Uh, uh, I think I, well I knew she had well okay based off the conversation that we had the and me seeing her how she was because uh, she had MS so like her body was failing or whatever so she was like in the bed so we were actually I was on the way to PG Community College and. My aunt calls my sister, but my sister, I guess she was taking a shower, so she didn't pick up. So she goes to her phone, she's like, yo, Aunt Jackie, call Aunt Jackie's mother, mom's sister. 
And I was like, oh, oh, she's probably telling you that mom died. And she's like, what? And I was like, and in my head, like, it just was like, I just quickly deduced that. I was just like, I haven't spoken to Aunt Jackie in God knows how long. Why would she feel the need to call you? Like, especially at this time in the morning. So, and then, like, when she left the message, she was like, yo, um, like, her voice was trembling. She was like, yo, like, call me as soon as you can. And then, like, when she called, and she told my sister, yeah, my sister was like, yeah. She was like, yo, Bobby, like, you was right. And then and that just, like, like, I just didn't go to school. Like, yeah, that was, it was crazy. Like, and like that was like one of the times where I was like, yo, I'm coming to A and T. Yeah. And like I always, and I always wanted to like, my whole thing was like, I never wanted to leave a place in a bad note. So I was like, I always wanted to like leave like a three point five or something. And I'm like, I'm on the way. And that, I remember that semester, I had advanced basketball, I had like criminal justice, I had sociology, I had like a bunch of classes, like. And then the only class I had an A in was like basketball. I failed like all the other classes. That's semester. <laughs> like, like I just stopped going. Like I was like, I don't give a fuck, man. They had already sent me a check for um the Pell Grant and everything, so I was like just living ghetto fabulous. I was like, fuck that shit. Yeah. I feel that. Um, I remember because we. I remember, and I think I want to say that week. Or whatever we spoke or whatnot, we had to talk about that. So, um, for me, mine was, um, again, you, you had closure and I kind of envy that in a sense. I, I don't think I got that closure. Um, that's something I live with. I remember, um, I never forget. So we were supposed to get our haircuts. My mom died on a Sunday. So Saturday is the day we usually get our haircuts. And um, my dad was like, you can either, we can go see her now or um, you can go get your haircut and see her afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I want to look fresh for mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to want to look fresh. So I want to, uh, our family friends, he took us to the barber. Then uh, took us back home. And then dad scooped us and took us to the hospital and one thing I regret had we went before I wouldn't have been able to talk to my mom and had a conversation because by the time we went back she was tubed up and couldn't talk um Damn. and you know we talked I mean we, we told her we loved her uh and I remember we went to um went to Longhorn right and my uncle called my dad my uncle panicked so my brother is like crying cause he thinking you know we thinking it's it mm-hmm. and um my uncle panicked but it, it just that my dad had to sign paperwork or whatever but he oh. made it seem like it was the end and um I never forget it was in the kitchen we went home that night and dad was like you know guys I'm gonna be honest with you it's not looking too good um you know, all we could do is pray. And I, I just want to keep it honest with you guys. So Isaiah's crying. And I had never seen my father cry. Like, ever. And his his voice was trembling a little bit. He kind of goes up the steps. Um, you know, we go to bed. We wake up. It's like 3 something in the morning. The hospital called. 
saying uh, mom had like 20 minutes left and dad was like you want to go um and I remembered when my grandfather passed my mom was like nah like dad ended up obviously going because it was his father Mm -hmm. mom made the, the executive decision to keep Isaiah and I home she didn't want our lasting image to of our grandfather to be that moment so I kind of took that I was like nah we'll stay here and um <laughs> uh never never play video games after you lose a loved one it's not like uh you know how like you, you see NFL players where they, they lose a, a loved one and they play like the best game of their lives that does not translate to video games Rob, I was and and you know me like we, we play games in Madden I'm nice like 2k y'all better than me I'll never say I'm better than you in 2k in Madden though I'm, I'm yeah, always solid Rob that was by far the worst Madden game I ever played I'm throwing pick sixes <laughs> turning the match off bro I was Nathan Peterman bro I was, Damn. I was oh, so bad <laughs> It like I, I was getting cooked, bro. Um, and Isaiah and I, we had a moment. I was like, you know, like, you know, she's never going to see me graduate. Um, you know, never going to see me graduate high school or college. See me get married. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I had that kind of, like, moment. And that was the only day, as it's, it's crazy as it sounds, I cried. Um uh-huh. And that's where I feel like emotionally I became numb. Like at that moment, you know, I kind of talked with Taylor. She's like, for you to be in your emotional, which I have no problem. I, I am an emotional person. I, I, don't, I don't cry. And I'm like, I just, I think it goes back to that moment. Like I, I cried. I don't even know. I definitely cried the day she died. Um, but if we, we keep in a buck, like that funeral, I wanted to cry. Like, have you ever wanted to cry? And couldn't cry. <laughs> nah, that I, I've been there more times than I would like to admit. Uh, and the first time that happened was over my mom, and I remember like, oh my, like, dad came back with my uncle. And my uncle's a minister, uh-huh. and it was one of them things where I was trying to trick my mind to maybe it was a miracle that she had lived, but like Whoa. they walked down like they just lost the championship, and I'm just like. She's fully gone. Yeah, and that I, we had like one of the greatest conversations I ever had in my life. You know, uh-huh. just, we talked about everything. My grandmother, um, on my dad's side, the one that's known for making the cookies, like she came. And like, I remember I cried in the shower. And I was like, yo, bro, like, if you cry in the shower, like, it might be a little better. But when I cried, it was more like I was weeping. And I uh-huh. said, nah, he was, he was like, um, he was really like in tune with it or whatever. I remember making calls to like Ja. I remember I tried calling you that day, but you know it was whatever. We spoke like later that week or whatnot. Um, oh, I spoke to, like, that was uh, junior year. Oh yeah, I probably might not even have it. So yeah, like I, I just remember like all of that. Um, and yeah, man, it was definitely like uh, one of the still to this day probably the worst day. Right, it's so oh, much I remember man. vividly. 
You ever seen the movie Death at a Funeral? Yeah. Yeah. That was the equivalent to my mom's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> the fucked up shit was like, okay, so like after the day happened, like my mom passed. Like, so the whole next couple weeks, whatever, next week or so, I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. You know, you know me, like, I don't care about most shit anyway. So, like, when that happened, I just cared about even less shit. So, my family is like, the aunts and uncles, like her brothers and sisters, her brother and her sisters was like, we want to do it this way, this way, blah, blah. My dad, you know, you know, we was niggas. So like my dad and my mom technically never got a divorce. They were just separated. So, you know, I, everything reverted to him because, you know, they were still together. Right. So, and like he had seen her on and off, you know, throughout the years and you know, everything in contact, you know, how else would he know, you know, where she was when he did go see her, you know? But um, they were just arguing and just going in, and then like, we were, and this was weeks after she had passed, and we were like, "Fam!" Like me and my siblings, we were like just angry because like we're the children, like this is our mom, like like we don't care about like y'all inner bickering and shit. Like we just got to get this shit done, you know? Right. And my oldest brother ended up taking charge because he was like, "Yo, I spoke to her the most." Um, she told me, you know, we had these type of conversations. Like, she told me, like, her um, wishes and things. So that's why she ended up getting um, cremated. And, like, so he just, like, took charge of everything. He was like, yo, fam, I got the bread. I'm going to just pay for everything. Y'all just show the fuck up. And if y'all don't, then you don't. Fuck it. And, like, that was that was great for him to do that because, like, we needed that. And... Oh man, that was a crazy funeral because I remember her brother, my uncle Nathan. Oh my god, I remember his son Junior because like at the Thanksgiving we had when we was like nine, he farted at the table. <laughs> he was like something like a gas tank, <laughs> and I was like, "This is a nigga." <laughs> he farted it. That's it was raunchy. But yeah, like his um, we I like said so I ain't really seen him since like then almost, and um, his dad. Uncle Nathan, whatever he, him and my pops got like beef. Go back to the old days, like running up in the house trying to rob you beef, like <laughs> beating, beating your ass beef, like yeah, like that type of beef. So he was like, "Yo, I know we ain't seen each other, but like, you know, death of our sister, whatever, like should bring us together." And I was like, "Nigga, like you kicked my mom's out the crib, my nigga, like fuck out my face." <laughs> like I remember just going off with him, and my brother just getting a little like, "Nigga, like I'll beat your ass," <laughs> and, like. So that was crazy. Yeah, I think the movie was just Yeah, I think, I think my end funeral um funeral was just interesting. Uh it was it that was the first time I did see my father cry. I had never seen that. So Yo, that, my dad cried. And I, that was crazy. There's only two times I can remember seeing my dad cry. Like, really, like, that way. Like, whimper cry. Like, really, like, I'm a, like, like, I'm hurt cry was that time. And the time when I was, like, I don't know. Like, I was, like, 18 or so. I was 18. Yeah, I turned 18. And I told him I was going to go to New York with my oldest brother. And at the time, him and my oldest brother obviously was, had the problems. So, like, in his eyes, my oldest brother was, like, strung out on drugs and everything. <laughs> so he was like, you going to go where? Which, but I don't know what could happen to you. And I remember he told me, like, if you go to New York, I'm going to kick you out the house. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like he was crying in his room. I remember coming to his room because I told him I was done. He's like, "Yo, fam, like it is what it is. Like I'm not trying to fuck up your living situation." So he's like, and he's like "I ain't really got the spot to take care of you like that." So you know, I understand you're not coming to New York. So we was cool. Me and brother was straight. But I remember going to my dad's room. And he was like legit crying. I was like, "Damn, this nigga is wild." <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, so yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, I would say on my end, like, um, yeah, I feel, I feel it wasn't, really wasn't as bad. Uh, it was, it was pretty, pretty calm. Like, my uncle gave some good words. Everyone really kind of gave good words. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I see my dad, like, you know, crying. I remember, um, Warren, like, I was texting Warren, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Warren couldn't be there. Like, since it was summertime, his family would send him to, like, North Carolina for a couple weeks. That's where his mm-hmm. family's from. So that just happened to be, like, that week or whatever. And he was like, you know, like, don't, don't try to be, like, a man or whatever. It's okay to, like, let your emotions flow out. And, like, I told you, Rob, I, I tried. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do it. Like, the next, after the day she passed, the next time, I cried. It was like no, no exaggeration. It was a few months later. Uh, Steve Nash did a thirty for thirty on the uh, this Canadian marathon runner. Mm. It's a really, it's a really good documentary. And like he was running to raise money to beat cancer because he mm-hmm. beat it. And then he had his goal was to run across the entire country of Canada on some. On the Canadian version of like a Forrest Gump. Wow. He literally, like, he had cancer, beat it, then started to run, got halfway across Canada, started mm-hmm. feeling sick, the cancer came back, and like it was in his lungs or whatever. Damn. He died like the next week. Dog, I lost it, bro. I was like, what? Like, I'm invested in the story. I'm like, yo, man, he really about to run across Canada. This is a real story. And he just dies. Damn. That's so sad. That stuff was wild. It's a really, shout out Steve Nash, man. It's a, um, it was a really good documentary. It was one of the first 30 for 30s. Um, so, you know, there's that. And I guess I want to ask you, like, how has your life been since then? Like not having, you know, your mom to be like there to like balance you in a way. Oh man, um, my life has always been weird. Like for like for like even growing up, like not having my mom around. Like, I always tell people like even if it's just quote unquote gender roles, right? Your dad is there to push you to the greatest heights you ever be, right? And your mom is there to catch you when you don't reach those heights. And generally, that's just how I've always seen life, right? And, like, my dad would be one of the single parents. I'd be like, no, I was, like, both parents. I was like, no, like, my the reason why I am who I am, like, smart enough or smart like this, accomplished this or whatever. Like, yeah, no, my dad's pushed me to amazing things, right? Whether through himself or, like, bestowing in my brother to, like, bestowing me later in my life. You know, but, like, as far as, like, console me and things, like, my dad didn't tell me, like, congratulations, like, good job until I graduated high school. So, like, 18 years, imagine, like, just hearing, yo, my nigga, you got you got all A's and one B. What was you doing in that class? Like, 
so that was crazy. So like, so like, yeah, not having that was a bigger thing. Like, I miss my mom when I accomplish things, or like when the major milestones happen. Like, because my whole plan was always to like double back. Like, I figured I'd be who I was, you know, by the age of twenty four or whatever. Right. So by the time I was like, you know, I, I get popping, I'll double back, whatever. Because it's really not my fault. So um, that was how I figured, but then it happened, and then it was like, damn. So like, I don't, I don't like Mr. Day to Day, but like, yeah, like anytime I do anything amazing, I'm like, damn, like I can't tell my mom this. And then like, and then also I don't have the same backbone as other people. Like my dad gave me to the world when I was 18. Like literally, like if you talk to people like around us, like my dad would tell people like, yo, so as Bobby hit 18, like don't tell me shit about what he's done. Like you go straight to him, right? So, like, even though, like, when life got crazy, like, I talked to my dad, but, like, I don't have that same viewpoint. Like, I don't have someone to lean back on and call my, like, OG, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, you can humble yourself and talk to your mom, you know, and tell her things. And it's like, I don't have that, you know, I don't answer to anybody. So that's a certain thing that's definitely affected me. But, yeah, like, no, like, not having a mom definitely, you know. You you know the sitting like in certain things. Yeah. Um like, you you definitely kinda hit on the head with uh with gradu I mean with accomplishments. Um they're like graduation. Like me getting accepted into college. Cause my mom, like my father went to, went to Howard and he's been speaking Howard my whole life. My mom went to Maryland. She didn't finish, but between her and then like my uncle, I have, I have several family members that went to University of Maryland. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to University of Maryland. And then after she passed, I was like, yeah, I actually liked the HBCU tour I went a few years ago and I told her, I'm like, I really liked A&T and I, I liked A&T and I liked Clark. Those are the two schools I like the most. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna start my own path. And then dad liked the A&T. He's like, it's not Howard, but you know, I, I rock with it. So I was like, all right, cool. And when I got accepted, those are the two schools I wanted to go to. And he was like, son, A&T's a little bit more in our price range. So you're gonna go there. All right. <laughs> like, that's fine <laughs> with me. Uh, so I, I, I definitely wish he could have been there to hear some of those stories. The PG thirteen ones, of course. Uh, <laughs> nah, I would tell my mom everything, like, cause like the just even based on just the conversations we had when I was nineteen, like the shit we got into that point, like we went from like every question I've ever had to ask my mom, I asked and she just answered that shit. Like my mom was like a real matter of fact person. Like, like I remember my mom telling me like, "Yo, don't be a dumbass." I was like, what? She was like, I don't ever want to turn on the TV and see, like, your picture next to some stupid crime. <laughs> like, so that's just how she was. Like, I would, I would tell my mom, like, the wildest shit. <laughs> what? I think I probably would, because I was, my mom was one of my, my best friends anyway. So we, we had those talks. We talked a lot. Um, I probably would tell her some of the wild stories. <laughs> for sure <laughs> not all of them but a lot of them she definitely got a lot of that uh one thing like my mom she instilled like like confidence like um I remember I was down on myself in high school cause I wasn't really getting girls you know I thought I was mm. ugly <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was like you come for me like you're not ugly 
I was like, <laughs> oh. right? You know, but I was like, man, I'm not like getting girls like all my friends. Right, right. Getting... I'm not popping. <laughs> so but she she was one of the people that like said like you you gonna be fine like when you get older. And I also give her credit. She was trying to put me on the preppy swag like long before it was a thing. Mm. I just told her it wasn't me. So like, when I <laughs> met like Jared or whatever. I was like, this is what she kind of wanted me to look like. <laughs> uh, so she she saw that vision, but she also thought I would like do well. And then communications was kind of her thing. Mm. Like it's crazy the gifts that she had. She could draw. Mm. Which was what my brother gets his artistic gifts from. And then she was good in communications, which is where I get that from. And, uh, I guess like my cool mom OG story was that she, uh, when she was in college, she was like cool at the end, at the radio station or whatever. Uh-huh. And she had made like some tapes. And my dad, my dad, he, he's more connected than I, I give him credit for. Somehow they got in the hands of uh, Donnie Simpson. And, like, mm. Donnie Simpson, like, heard my mom's stuff and said, like, she was all right, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get the Donnie stamp. You good with me. Right. And it's crazy. I, I met Donnie, and I never told him that story. Mm. But he told me he was a It's like you never told Namdi about me. Like, <laughs> kind of crazy, right? But he Did said you? I was... He was I was the second Jarrell he's ever met, so I'm I'm pretty cool with that. First one was Sugar Ray Leonard's son. I was like, it's pretty good company, you know. <laughs> um so now nah, between that uh just certain things like like definitely like my love life, I would have told her about that. Um <laughs> for sure. Uh what else? I mean just just like the little things. I attribute, like, as far as, like, the two things from, like, my childhood to, like, me now, like, two of the biggest things in my life, I attribute it to my mom. Like, I, I always tell a story, like, when I was eight, my mom gave me, a, for, my, for my birthday, she gave me a book that was 800 pages. It had three different stories in it, right? Mm-hmm. At the time, I thought it was the worst gift of all time. Because <laughs> I was eight years old. And, like, I used to get, like, Godzillas and shit like that. Like, I was a huge, like, toy car guy, like, Matchbox, dude, whatever. And so when you gave me a book, I was like, a book? This is the day I was born. That happens once a year. You gave me a book. But um, later on, like, I started reading the book. And, like, that's really what got me into, like, fantasy stuff. Like, Harry Potter, like, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones later on. Like, shit like that, just that visual in my head, like, definitely stemmed from that book. Which is crazy how that happened. Still did not think that was a great book. Like, but you could have held off a couple of years. But, um, and, like, just my, 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 um, my goal to just be happy, like, I remember talking to my mom. She was like, she asked me, like, are you happy? And I was like, yeah, you know, life popping, you know what I'm saying? Graduated high school, you know what I'm saying? Doing it big. And she was like, nah, like, like, how is, like, life? And I was like, man, I'm still in the crib with pops. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I'm not, like, I, I didn't end up, like, transitioning to play, like, college sports, like, which was, like, a decision I made, but, like, I didn't. I didn't fully like decide, realize what decision it was until I made it, and then um, like I didn't realize there was like no backseats in that, in that way. But um, 
yeah, you know, I just like sometimes you just look at life where like shit's just happening to you, and you just realize like, yo, you gotta do what's like what's best for you, like what's gonna make you happy. Like, what do you feel like doing in this time? And that comes from that conversation because like my dad's the guy who like like just like your dad would tell you like yo put your head down you just you know life ain't fair you know you're going to do some shit you want want to do you know what i'm saying right but like my mom and even in that this one conversation she told me like yo no like sometimes like fuck that shit you don't have to go with the flow like you gotta do what's best for you like that was in, like and like you said like even though like i didn't have the same connection with my mom but like it's my mom so like i would still listen so that was a crazy part. Like, she could tell me, she's like, that ain't gonna stick with me. <laughs> like, another person who I've known for 10 years could tell me that. I'd be like, eh, whatever. So, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. You say the book thing. She puts you on the fantasy books. My mom, I remember, like, in the summer, she would be like, yeah, you need to pick books, like, to read. And, like, she would give me book reports to do <laughs> in the summer. So I'm like, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna pick books of people I like, and then that's where the biography <laughs> thing. So that's why I, I love watching that. That's part of my interest into reading biographies, mm-hmm. reading and watching like documentaries about the people I like. So mm-hmm. to anyone that w- asks me why I only watch those things, yeah, my mom is partially to blame. Uh, <laughs> so I would say, yeah, and then the book that. I guess the book that really sparked my curiosity in biographies, I read um, the late great Daryl Dawkins, Chocolate. Mm. I read his biography. Yo, he lived a while, and this is long before Freaking he died. Backwards, like the was really sex, drugs, rock and roll. Like he lived <laughs> an incredible. I'm like, yo, he's, he's the, the man, bro. He's part of the Bulls cocaine circuit. circus. Circus. <laughs> he, he had the women. Like it was. He was like, man. I wasn't Wilton had 10,000, but I probably had a thousand. I was like, yo, this is like, I'm super impressionable. Is this great. is awesome. <laughs> um, I would say between that, I would say how I like finish my emails or leave my voice messages. <laughs> I still remember how she would do it. She would say, um, I, I would still remember, I would call, um, and she be like, this is uh, Sabrina Leeper, pending on Federal Credit Union. And then she was like, I'm un- I'm unavailable to like to take your call. Um, but if you leave your name and your number, I'll be sure to uh, call you back and have a great day. Like I always remember that, and I kind of still say it just like that in my mind. Um, so you know, just stuff like that. Uh, we were, I mean, we were God fearing individuals. So we went to church heavy. Uh, they were in the choir. Oh. oh man, it was the worst for me, bro. Because like you know, my dad's a Seventh Day Adventist. So like I grew up like going to church on Saturday, and my mom like she's a Baptist. So like when I would go over her crib on the weekends, like from like five to eight, when like we would go to like when she lived with her mom, we'd go to her crib. So I would go to the crib on the weekends. Imagine going to church on Saturday and then going to church on Sunday. Man, I was Jesus out, fam. <laughs> like then I had like Bible study on Wednesday and we was part of the A V team, so we was like there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so between all of that and then, you know, before we get up out here, I got some wild stories. I don't know if you'll share some of yours, but the stories I got with my mom just talking about uh, the disrespect. I've said some outrageous things to my mom, and I've, I've been reprimanded. So, 
people don't really hear these stories. I, I'll say here. The first one, I remember. I remember I wanted something from my mom, and she said no. And it was crazy because like I, I still picture it as I'm saying it. I was in I was just laying on my bed, right? And she said something, or I asked her something. She said no. And she's leaving my room. And I was like, I hate you, dog. What? <laughs> dog. Oh, you were white. Yeah. <laughs> she literally like stopped. And like, Rob, you'll remember how I jumped from like behind the room to the TV in a <laughs> blink of an eye. She was like down the hall to me in a chokehold pinned up to my headboard. Oh my God. In a blink. And it was just like, <laughs> yo, I had to write, I had to look up the definition of what hate meant, <laughs> hang it on my wall. <laughs> Oh man! And I had to like read it to her like every day for like a week. Um, I remember I said something slick at the table. I got pimp slapped. Oh my <laughs> god! Damn! Like, like yeah. Um, <laughs> between that, but I will say she also like my dad hates rap music. Like he never uh-huh. liked rap, but my mom gave it a chance. And also, she wanted to see what I listened to so we could have a dialogue about it. Mm. So, she hated Wayne, but because I loved Wayne, and you, you knew me then, so you you know I loved Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would listen, and then we would we would have conversations about some of Wayne's <laughs> lyrics. Good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, that was. Oh that was man. Uh, but she loved T Pain. Um, she loved T Pain, and then. What also makes it dope, and this is kind of what makes me meet now, the last artist she really liked, that was new. Like, she loved Wale. So, anytime oh. Wale came on, I was able to listen to it. And then she liked Drake. She liked Drake a lot. And oh. one of her last things she bought me was Thank Me Later. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I had the leak, but I'm like, yo, I got I to gotta buy I gotta help Drake get a million first week, man. <laughs> you did. Uh, we went Walmart in Clinton because my grandmother <laughs> lived over there, and I knew that Walmart only sells a clean version. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, I need it. But it worked because because it was the clean version. I was able to play it in the car, uh-huh. and we would sing uh "Find Your Love" in karaoke. Karaoke, <laughs> my favorite song on that album, still. Oh, and yeah. um, nah, man. So when she passed. Like, I was really playing three things consistently. I was playing Thank Me Later. I had discovered uh, Young Cash, T-Pain's artist, Fedbound, mm-hmm. and then Big Crit. Crit was here. So that's why, because of that time, and then the next album, or the next thing they produced was arguably their best work ever. I was like, yeah, they're, those are my tied 1A, 1B, Drake and Crit. Oh, wow. And then afterwards... After I got over it, Friday Night Lights came. So it was just like, I already like J. Cole a lot. And that made Cole my number three. <laughs> and then Kendrick and Wale are my four and five. So that is the real reason why I like really big up Drake. And me being Big Crit, that's why that was such a big deal. It was just like, dog, like you got me through when my mom died. And I get to meet you. And like for him, when I asked him, because yesterday is my favorite song 
by Big Crit. And I was like, dog, like, thank you for making yesterday. Like, that got me doing my mom. That was my favorite. That's my favorite song. And he looked at me and was like, yo, I appreciate it. It's one of my favorites, too. And I was like, bro. Like, oh, man. We, we bonded, bro. Like, <laughs> Big Crit told me that. And it's not like the Kanye looked at me. No, Big Crit told me that, bro. <laughs> like, he said it. And we got pictures together. <laughs> like, dog. Yeah, so so shout out my mom. Like, I wouldn't be as big of a Drake fan. I, I think I still would because he's mm-hmm. the Wayne. But I probably wouldn't champion Big Crit the way I champion him mm. if it was for my mom. That's real. Yeah. Man. Wow. I mean, I have weird, like, memories of my mom. Like, well, she definitely um, traumatized me from ever eating green bean casserole. Because, like, my dad could cook and my grandma, like, her mom could cook, even though she was, like, a, a devil. <laughs> but um, she could cook. My mom couldn't cook out late. Oh God! And she had she made this green bean casserole one time. That was the worst meal of my life. Like I think I shoveled that shit in the toilet or something. Like, <laughs> you know, to this day I will never eat green bean casserole. <laughs> That's just how it is. I mean, we um, black. Most black people don't eat casserole. Like <laughs> I guess. I, like I, I was young. I didn't know. I knew then it wasn't the move. Um, I remember my, my mom beat my brother <laughs> Sean. He beat, she beat him with his own belt. <laughs> like he was acting up, <laughs> and she just like on some pooty thing. She just like she kind of like grabbed his belt and like took it off his waist. <laughs> oh nah! And what is that? And I was like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> She's bugging. And then you being a little brother right. just sitting there at a distance laughing, but like, I was just cool. like, no, I was dead ass laughing. Like, I was just laughing. I wasn't no keeping it cool. I was like, yo, start getting beat. <laughs> like, I remember uh, we had a, we had bunk beds in our room, right? So, like, they were like, go one way or the other. Like, they could, like, slant a little bit. And, like, when she would, like, chase us or whatever, like, we would push them towards her. <laughs> Like the slant part, like trying to drop out of the rear, like behind the wall on the bed and run. Yeah, it worked until like she was like, "Yo, I'm gonna beat you anyway." <laughs> like, yeah, like mama. I never had like the irreverence towards my mom. She like she instilled that fear in me, like my dad did at an early age. So like, I never said anything bad towards her. Like, nah, she's just been, she's been that nigga, like. Like she, she had um, yeah, she was cool. She had like the seventies fro. <laughs> like she, like, like I was like, oh, you're just never gonna like do your hair like all the time. Like she, like at a certain point, she was like, yeah, we good. <laughs> like nah, she just was chill as shit. Like as like uptight as my dad was, like she's just, like the complete opposite. Like she just. Like, no, it is what it is. She did teach me not to let, like, life happen to me, though. Like, at certain points, she would just, like, chill, like, and, like, just check out. So. I was going to ask, like, in, in closing, what's, like, the biggest, like, character trait you have from your mom now? Oh, the biggest character trait. Um... Uh, 
like survival, like in solitude. Like my mom was really like, like in the same way. Like I said, she like detach herself from the world. Like she could just survive like by herself in the sense. Like she was like, yo, I'm just cool. And, like I'm in this bubble, and like this is what it's gonna be for the next, for the near future. Like it's just cool. And like for me, it's like sometimes, like uh, I just I can just chill, like not talk to people for, like six months, <clears throat> and be perfectly fine. I obviously like do a podcast or but like for the most part everybody else just never talked to them and yeah that was, that was like she was really easy going in a sense like when shit got like in, in, in one way it was a bad thing like when shit gets got too hectic she just like pulled herself away from it and like where she was just like well no not gonna, not gonna respond to this. So, like, I'm just not gonna do this. Like, fuck all this shit, and like, not care, like, not move, and just become paralyzed. Like, and, but in another way, like, that's a good way to be able to detach yourself from things, and not like feel the need to react, like so, like, instantly. Right. But um, yeah, she was like in her like in the in a confidence way, like, um, I think my dad was more boisterous, like in a Gary Payton type way like you know braggadocious like this is who I am this is what makes me confident me doing these things like me making this type of noise like listen to me like blah 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 then my mom was more of just like I am who I am type of person like that that side of a confidence where it's like no matter what like I don't need to scream at you or nothing I'm just gonna do what I have to do like if you actually do something I don't feel like doing it, I'm not gonna be like, No, fuck you. Like I just won't do it and like just continue my day. Like that's and that's a big thing with me. Like I am not the guy to tell people like, yo, eat a dick or blah blah blah. Like, I'm not gonna do this, do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, you actually do something, I just won't do it. <laughs> like, right. I remember my brother asked me to turn off the light one. So like something as little as that, like I'm walking out the room and he's like, Yo, Bobby, turn off the light and I'm like, No, <laughs> I just keep on walking. And like once that happens, like there's no negotiation period. It's just like I'm not gonna do it. Like no matter what, like we end up fighting over that. And it's like that's still not gonna change the fact I'm not gonna turn off the light. Like and that's like my mom is like she's just like in that stubborn way, like she just once her mind was made up, that was what it was gonna be. Like it could be to the detriment of her. She was like, All right, I made this decision. We're just gonna roll with this. I was like, hmm. Like that was like that's a different type of like strength. Like just to like be steadfast. Like in some ways it's like you might think it's stupid, but like in other ways like that's a strong like like I'm just not gonna do certain shit. Like she just and she didn't allow people to be like in control of her emotions. Like I said, like and my dad's really more reactive in that way. Like you can get my dad riled up like pretty fast. <laughs> like, like I wouldn't because like he can whip my ass. <laughs> like it's not gonna go well with me. <laughs> but like if you were like an outside entity, like you could push my dad's buttons pretty quickly. You know, my mom was like, nah, it's not gonna go there. <laughs> like you could do like in the same way. Like I'm with pinching. Like with my sister, she's pinched me so many times. Like if someone pinches me now, I won't react. Like, that's right. Hurt. Like, it's just weird that you're touching my skin for so long now. It's like, yeah. If you do whatever, you try to push it by my mom, just like, she just whistle, just keep it pushing. So, like, that's the thing. Like, she's just like, really in her own zone. I'm like, I guess I love a tunnel vision, what would you call it? Like, she can just build a vacuum around her. Yeah. That's real. I would say in closing for me, things um that I get from my mother 
Um, my mother was always cool with everyone in the room. Um, like she made everyone feel like warm and everyone has a different story of my mom, a different positive story. So I feel like I get some of that. Um, I would say she always could like predict things. <laughs> uh, I feel I get some of that. But yeah, I just think like communication skills and just being around people and making them feel comfortable and we all have a good time. Like yeah. those I say with between that and then traveling, like just seeing something new and exploring. So I think those are some of like the biggest uh traits. Oh man. That's like the opposite for me with my mom. Like her contentness and just like like her books was her escape. Like in the same way, like my dad's like a academic reader and it's just like, yo, to be intelligent you have to read this shit, right? My mom was like a leisure reader. Like if I wanted to go to Egypt, I'd read a book about Egypt, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like she just would be chill. Like I won't she just won't go anywhere and like and like I guess that's like like you when you'd be like, yo, why, why, why don't you wanna go here? It's like I had that level of contentment. It's like, nah, I got this don't need to go there. Like I'm cool. I guess I yeah, I get that from my mom. Like You do need to travel, but we'll we'll fix, we'll fix that in time. <laughs> I'm not saying we got to go to all countries and fill up your passport book, but nah, you, you need to see different. <laughs> you saw a different PCB. You need to see some more stuff. Yeah. But we'll, I mean, I, I've been in, I've been across the United States though, yeah, but yeah. like as, as far as like outside the world, like nah, like, let's not go crazy. <laughs> trying to tell you, Rob. But we'll we'll have that conversation for another day. But um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I think this is probably one of our more transparent episodes. Um, I feel like it's something we need to do. Just some something cool. Uh, Rob, what, what you want to pick? I think I might. I say I want to do Boys the Men, but I might. I might do a little something. We'll, we'll see. What, what song do you want to hear? I mean, you know, Hey Mama by Kanye. Like that's my go-to. All right, and we can do that. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, more episodes to come obviously you guys stay safe during the quarantine until the next time peace peace I promise you I'm going back to school I appreciate what you allow for me Tell the whole world about a friend of mine This little light of mine I'm finna let it shine I'm finna take y'all back to them better times I'm finna talk about my mama if y'all don't mind I was three years old When you and I moved to the shy Late December, harsh winter gave me a cold You picked me up something that was good for my soul Famous homemade chicken soup Can I have another bowl? You work late nights just to keep on the lights Mommy got me training wheels so I could keep on my bike And you would give me anything in this world Michael Jackson left the end of the club But didn't get me on 
curl And you never put no man over me And I love you for that, mommy, can't you see? Seven years old, caught you with tears in your eyes Cause a nigga cheating, telling you lies Then I started to cry as we knelt on the kitchen floor I said, mommy, I'ma love you till you don't hurt no more And when I'm older, you ain't gotta work no more And I'ma get you that mansion that we couldn't afford See y'all, unbreakable, unmistakable Highly capable, lady that's making loot A living legend too, just look at what heaven do Send us an angel, and I thank you, mama I, I wanna scream so loud for you Cause I'm so proud of you And I, let me tell you what I'm about to do, mama I know I act a fool, but I promise you I'm going back to school and I appreciate what you allow for me Like a box of chocolates My mama told me go to school Get your doctorate Something to fall back on You could profit with But still supported me When I did the opposite Now I feel like it's things I gotta get Things I gotta do Just to prove to you You was getting through Can the choir please Give me a verse of you Are so beautiful to me Can't you see You're like a book of poetry Maya Angelou Nikki Giovanni Turn one page And there's my mommy Come on just dancing me Let the whole world see your dancing feet Now when I say hey, y'all say mama Now everybody answer me Come on Second they get up, you gon' get that benzo Tent the windows, ride around the city and let your friends know Tell your job you gotta fake them out Since you brought me in this world, let me take you out To a restaurant, upper echelon I'ma get you a jack, whatever else you want Just tell me what kind of S-type, Don the West like Tell me the perfect color so I make it just right It don't gotta be Mother's Day 